0: Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado. Today is episode eighty. Today we have Coach Darren Douglas. He is the new boys basketball coach at Grovetown High School. Coach Douglas comes in with some fanfare. He has led Aquinas for the last three seasons. Aquinas, out of Augusta, Georgia, uh, the Irish were very young this season and finished ten and sixteen. However. In the two previous years, Coach Douglas' squads were among the best in the state. In 2016-17, the Irish finished 26-2 and won a region championship. They followed up that up in 2017-18 with a magical season that saw them capture the Class A private state championship, finishing with a 27-5 mark. Douglas takes over a team at Grovetown that was 3-21 a year ago, but of loads of young talent coming up in the pipeline. Um, I really wanted to get Coach Douglas on the podcast simply because he's a great program builder. He did a tremendous job at Aquinas. His team were so well coached. Uh, I just want to kind of find out what is he doing in the first 100 days of his program trying to build Grovetown into a stellar program. So you're going to really enjoy this. I always enjoy coaches coming into their first year of their programs. What are they doing to build the right culture in their program? So coaches, let's welcome. Darren Douglas
1: okay I'm here coach Darren.
0: how are you
1: I'm great how are you
0: good good hey welcome to the- uh, it's so, so glad to get you on
1: oh thanks for having me thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely hey um yeah I really I, I tell you why I wanted to contact you I've always had a lot of respect for what you did at Aquinas and uh, I know you're really good at your uh, pro- being a program builder. So I really want to kind of pick your brain on a few things if you don't mind. But, again, thank
1: you for uh, taking the time out on the Sunday. No, oh, man, thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm an open book. I can, you know, I'll talk about my experiences and anything that I think can help other coaches uh, with their programs because a lot of people help me along the way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's about giving back, isn't it?
1: Most definitely. <clears throat> hey,
0: Coach – Yeah, tell me – first of all, tell me a little bit about how you got started in the game and uh, where you kind of created the passion and the love for the game and then –
1: And we'll go from there. Okay. so my path to becoming a high school coach is probably unsimilar to a lot of people Uh, when I – so I was in the military for a little bit and I moved to – out to Georgia and – Right away, when I got here, I was an assistant coach at Grovetown High School back in 2012-13. The situation kind of didn't work out. The coach got let go. We all kind of, all the assistants, we were let go. Um, And at that time, you know, in Maryland, you did not have to be a teacher to be a head coach. Well, I kind of knew by then I wanted to be a head coach. So I spent that year getting my teacher certification. And, you know, I went around and interviewed a lot. And I got turned down. I got turned down from 11 schools. 11 schools turned me down. And the only thing that was left to me was to coach AAU. And I'm not saying that to disparage AAU. It was actually – it was very great for my uh, development. It was vital because I got to make a lot of mistakes, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays when a lot of people aren't watching versus being in a gym full of people. So I'll always cherish those times. But I had a friend in Las Vegas, and he called and he said – you know, I was just telling him about the situation and, you know, I can't find a job. I don't know. You know, I don't know enough people out here. And he asked me to, well, why don't you try to get a job at, out here in Vegas? It's, you know, the schools need teachers. You know, I don't think it would take you that long. So I actually did an interview with a school out in Las Vegas uh, over the phone was going to fly out the next week to do an in, uh, in face interview. And, That Monday, I was going to get some bread. My wife sent me to the store to get some bread, and I actually ran into Bernie Norris, who was the head coach at Aquinas at that time. And he asked me, he said, hey, man, you still trying to coach basketball? And I said, yeah, I'm I'm still trying to coach. He said, come to the school uh, tomorrow. So I came to the school, you know, had all of my – I was well prepared to do an interview then after uh, (laughs) doing 11 of them. Went, uh, did the interview, got the job from there, and um, from there, the rest is history. The rest is history. So that's kind of kind of drove my passion. You know, you started off when I first got into it. It was like, well, I'm gonna show everybody who, who turn me turn me down. But as I got in and started building relationships with kids and the community and things of that nature, that kind of dissipated. And it was just like, here, let me do the best that I possibly can do. Learn as much as I can so I don't let these people down. Huddle is the preferred video and analytics platform for over 6 million users and 150,000
0: teams worldwide. Huddle offers a complete performance platform including the most powerful and flexible tools for video analysis with online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analysts, and more. For more information on Huddle, check out hudl.com or at
1: Huddle on Twitter and Instagram. Right, hey, D- back, Coach. Coach. Hey, what's going on?
0: Good, good. Hey, continue on what you were saying. I love that you just kept, even though you were turned down for many jobs, and we've we've all gone through that. You you stayed with it, man. And it sounds it, it, it's to your credit, your character. You just started kind of keep building your craft, start getting better, right?
1: Yeah. Like every time I would get turned down, I would just you know, I you go through the stages. You would get a little discouraged first. And then it would say, okay, well, now let me do some self-reflection and make myself even better for the next opportunity. And I just always knew, like, all it takes, if I can just get one yes, if I get one yes, then I'm going to work as hard as I can to maximize that yes. And that's kind of what happened.
0: And you did, man. I I just want to tell you, I've always been an admirer. I I can actually watch a team and feel a team – uh, and I watch, I can tell your program at Aquinas was great, man. You guys, you were solid, you were sound, um, you guys played with class and, um, that's the epitome of what you're doing as a coach. You're teaching that culture, right?
1: Oh yes, most definitely. Every day we had a, a saying there and we modified it at broken now, but it was, uh, better people make better fighting Irish, and you know, now it's better people make better warriors. But just the same thing, if we focus on making these guys uh, empowered and wanting to not be social loafers and actually caring about the person next to them and caring about, you know, representing something bigger than themselves, that goes such a long way. And I think it's such an underutilized part of building programs these days. But to me, it's the most vital part.
0: Yes, you're teaching more than basketball, right? You're teaching life skills, aren't you? Oh,
1: yes, uh, all the time. We have something on Wednesdays that we call Warrior Academy here now. And we, we, it's just all life skills, man, life skills.
0: Yeah, hey, give me an example. I, I always like when Coach, give me an example of what you were doing because uh, I'm going to ask you in a question on what the progression of how you're building your program there. Give me an example of what you're doing in the Warrior Academy. Just give me one specific example.
1: Okay, so Warrior Academy, will have discussions every week, and from there, guys will, you know, we'll have an open forum discussion. Guys kind of get the notes before, but one of our biggest – one of our first uh, lessons that we went over was, you know, that your your whole being is so much more than just being a basketball player. We kind of went back and forth with the guys, you know, Of course, basketball players, as soon as their game is over, the first thing somebody wants to ask, the first two questions is, did you win? How many points you had? And, you know, we really, really poured in, talked to the guys about, you know, you're so much more than that. You're somebody's son, maybe a brother, uh, you know, you're someone's player, you're a grandson, you're all of these things. And at the end of the day basketball is just a small part of who you are. But if you just really, really encompass caring, wanting to do more, um, not wanting to be entitled, those type of things, you know, it's going to make you so much better in all of that stuff. It's going to make you a better son. It's going to make you a better classmate. It's going to make you a better teammate. It's going to make you a better grandson, all of that kind of thing. And then it even progresses because when you come older, you become more employable. You become someone that people can look to that want to work with and and things of that nature. So uh, we're really big on just having those kind of discussions. And then we always do a book study that kind of goes in with it. And so our book for this summer was the energy bus, uh, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have read, but it's just always is such a vital book um, to help foster self-awareness and to get people thinking about how their energy affects the room and to just be grateful for everything. So you know, that's that's kind of the kind of stuff that we do when we're in Warrior Academy.
0: Hey, Coach. Tanner Brightman here. Just wanted to give you a heads up about our 2019 Best in the West Coaches Conference, October 4th, 5th, and 6th in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Our presenters this year are fantastic. Some of the greatest basketball coaches in the world, Chris Oliver, Mike McKay, Alex Sarama, Yurik Michaels, Shawnee Harley, and Dave Taylor will feature 13 hours worth of content for coaches to learn for the low, low price of 100 Canadian dollars. Coaches will get fed and will be given over $1,000 worth of discounts and giveaways. Please feel free to reach out to me via email or social media if you would like more information, or if you would like to register, log on to www.basketballsask.com and register today. Hope to see you there. Hey, coach. Hey, um, yeah. Thanks again for sharing about that about your Warrior Academy. Tell me about your coaches that have had a big impact on you, mentors, uh, guys that have kind of an impact on on how you're building your program now.
1: Uh, so guys, I modeled myself after, of course, uh, Charmon White. Uh he's at Pace Now, but when he was at Miller Grove, he's always been willing to share. Same thing with Jesse McMillan at Norcross, uh Gene Durden at Buford, uh Mark Cassio, who you had on a, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Um, he's really, really helped me out tremendously. Uh JP Nurbin, who's not a coach, but uh he's in you know, he has his podcast, his Thrive On Challenge and things things of that nature. We speak often during the season and he's just helped me so much with uh, the transformational part of coaching. Um, and then Buck Harris, who's at Jones County now, he helped, he's helped me a lot. I mean, there's been so many people along the way. Byron Starks, who was at Lafayette uh, Catholic – no, Lafayette Christian, but now he's a junior college coach at LSU Eunice. Um, you know, all of these guys, I really, really love to bounce things off of them. When I when I'm having basketball thoughts and they always give me great feedback and they always tell me what I need to hear and not what I want to hear, which is just so vital and it's rare these days, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, we need that, don't we? I mean, a guy like Gene Durden, when I go to him, of course he's coming to our clinic. I'm hoping you're I'm hoping you're coming to our clinic oh, coming I'm up a, on I'm the 14th. i I'll definitely
1: be there. I'll definitely <laughs> be there.
0: Um but jeans is so honest. You ask him a question, he's going to give you this. He's going to give you an honest appraisal. With, that we need that, right?
1: Oh, yes. Most definitely. Most definitely. You always need that honest appraisal. Um, and then, you know, it's just great because when someone can give you honesty, you know, we tell our guys this all the time. To me, the highest form of love for someone is telling them the truth. A lot of times, you know, comfort, comfort is the enemy of success and the enemy of growth. And, you know, I, I try my best to seek out people who will tell me the truth and get me out of my comfort zone and get me looking at things a different way. And to me, there's no higher form of love for your fellow man. It's just to be able to tell them the truth, you know, and a lot of times it's it doesn't you know, you may not want to hear it. But if you're truly, truly on the path of growth, then someone telling you the truth when you don't want to hear it is vital to that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. However, we all know that a lot of our kids are growing up in the comfort zone, right? So so it's it's particularly, you know, I mean, um, you know, again, a lot of our parents here and I'm at uh, Lake Oconee Academy. You have to really work hard on getting them out of their comfort zone because, um, you know, they have a lot of things that are that are um, provided for them and so forth. Uh, but what are you doing, particularly at Grovetown, on getting kids out of their comfort zone?
1: Uh, well, this summer was really, really, we got a lot of guys out of their comfort zone. Um, you know, we, we spent every single day, but Wednesday in June and then a good part of July uh, in the weight room, strength and conditioning. And then uh, we would go to the track and run, and then we would skill develop. Uh Every single day, and you know for some people who were not used to that, that got them out right away, but it kind of showed them that, hey, this is what it is you're going to you're going to live up to a standard here, but even also outside of that, everyone's going to be treated the same we're all going to be treated with respect, we're all going to love one another, but we're going to work hard and the mission of it was to just show those guys like hard work is not going to kill you. I think we come up in a society now where enablement and entitlement um, is kind of the norm. You you know, just like I do, if you don't – you know, if I don't want to work, here's a shortcut, here's this, here's that. But we kind of tell our guys shortcuts is not – it's not efficient. Um, shortcuts are not efficient. Uh, you want to go the long way. You want to take the stairs, just like Chris Beard at uh, Texas Tech says. You want to take the stairs and you want to do that. And just fostering that sense of pride in those guys. Just have pride about it. Uh, that you're working harder than the next person or you're working harder than you did the day before because we try not to compare to anybody else, but you're just working as hard as you did, harder than you did the day before today. And, you know, some days you may have some bumps in the road, but that's like with everything that takes progress, it's not going to be a straight line. You're not going to go from the bottom all the way to the top. You're going to go and you you may ascend and then you may level off and ascend again. But as long as you're trying to get there, I think that is the most positive and the most empowering thing that you can teach and give the kids.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah, you're building your culture right from day one. Let's talk about day one because I wanted to get a hold of you because I love to talk to coaches who are starting right at the beginning. Like, how are you building your program? Tell me what you spoke about in your first team meeting.
1: So our first team meeting, uh, you know, we had the first one, actually, we had the parents and the kids there. And a big message we gave to our parents is, you know, we're all going to love your kids. We're going to pour into them. What we need from you guys is to let your kids struggle a little bit. Let your kids struggle. Don't try to remove obstacles out of the way for them. Understand that they'll struggle and you can support them on their struggle, but let's not move obstacles out of the way because at the end of this, we want to help you guys do, to me, which is the most important thing. I have two two sons. The most important thing that I'm doing in my life is raising sons. And, man, if you can have people that can help you along the way and be positive, that's great. So that was receptive. And we kind of, you know, from day one, once we got with the boys, we kind of just let them know, hey, you know, last year was over, the year before was over. This is a new thing. We want you guys to take pride in it. We want you guys to take advantage of your opportunities to improve Uh, what happened last year, who was on the team last year. You know, we would love for you guys to be back, but coming in year one, things have to be a certain way. And uh, for the most part, the majority of the kids have taken to it. I was actually telling my principal the other day, uh, man, it's just so rewarding to see change, see positive growth and see change in kids and, You know, I think a lot of times as coaches, we get into it and we say, Oh, I want to win and I want to be great and I want to be this. But like that part drives me more than anything. And I'm not saying I got into coaching thinking it was going to be that way. But once I started seeing it, that was the thing that really, really let me know that, you know, that's my purpose here on earth. I think God put me here to coach. And it's just great to see positive growth in kids. I'm like, man, that just, that keeps me getting up early in the morning, keeps me wanting to do, you know, put as much time in as I can just to see that positive growth. It's it's just so awesome. It's a magical thing.
0: Yeah, and that positive growth is just little increments, daily increments, right? Daily improvements you're looking oh, for, yes. right?
1: Just, just daily increments. We always, we, it's a big thing. We say it's just 1% better. 1% better every single day. Nobody's asking you to be, all American or the greatest player on the team after one day of working out, but you know if you can maybe pick up a better habit today and lose a bad one, or you know be a better be a a better teammate and get out of your comfort zone and maybe be a little bit louder in practice. Whereas before you didn't think you had to do that kind of stuff, it's just great to see you know a group of kids doing that. Not just my son because he'll be he'll be on the team this year. He's a ninth grader, okay. um, but but just to see all of those kids do that and then just to see them become a family. Like we go and we do stuff, we go out to eat and we have activities and like everybody's there, we're laughing, you know, we're all busting on one another. It's just, it's just a great thing.
0: Yeah. And I think you got a great opportunity there because Grove towns, this seems like a, just a, a first-class school. Uh, tell me a little bit about Grove town and tell me a little bit about what you all did this summer. Uh, i I think you already told me that, but tell me from the beginning of summer until now, what little improvements have you seen?
1: Okay, so the school is, it's a great school and a great school district uh, out here in Columbia County. School is huge, Um, you know, 2,000 plus students, uh, great facilities. Everybody's been so supportive since being here um, from the administration on down to, you know, football coaches, baseball coaches, everybody has been so supportive. It just feels like a, a family here. So it is a very first place, first class place to work. And then with the guys, you know, we really, really got in that first. So I took over, I actually got the job in April. And when we came back from spring break, we started doing four-man workouts. And we really, really emphasized footwork. Uh, we really, really emphasized, you know, just the same with that I got from coach Cassio, you know, how to perfect catch and how to use our starts and our stops and to raise awareness on that. And then, you know, we would put in little small pieces of the offense, you know, and our offense is, is supremely action-based Um, it's, it's not really a lot of plays. We kind of want to empower the guys to have these skills to use and then, you know, let them play. And to the untrained eye, you may think, Oh, those guys are rolling the ball out or doing whatever, but it's, It's not that we want our kids to to have everything in their toolbox that they need and then empower them to play. And on that, it's just so great, because once once you see that light bulb go over their heads, then it's not me on the sideline joystick coaching. I may call something after a timeout or something, but for the most part, we want to let these guys play. Um, And so it was just really, really footwork um, basics, man, passing footwork calling the name out when you're passing, being vocal, um, just getting to the foundation of working hard. And the four-mans, you know, they, they're always rigorous. Uh, guys are always leaving out of there. We always tell our guys to leave on empty. Um, do, do as much as you can to leave on empty every day, and that's the quickest way to grow. And that was just it. And so as we got to June and school was out and guys were there, like I said, we would – We would go to the weight room, and we were 1 to 5 Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and uh, weight room from 1 to 2.30, we're weight room in the track. And then we'd come in, and we'd actually have practice uh, this in June. In July, we kind of weight room, and then we worked on skills, and we would play pickup. Uh, But it was, you know, you could just see the growth as guys were getting it. And I think a lot of times when a new coaching staff comes in, And guys are used to things being one way or they're expecting, you know, I got to learn a lot of plays and things like that. I think when those guys seen that, like, man, I'm learning skills and it's actually helping me because, you know, when we got them in April, AAU was still going on. So they get that and then they go and play in the AAU game. And then they come back and be like, coach, man, I used a protection plan and I did this. And and it was like, okay, we got them. They're going to, they're, they're engaged with this. And so, That was, that's, that's just been our off season. I'm very excited for school to start on Wednesday. Uh, We'll still do weight training. We'll go back to four man's uh, until the season starts in October, but it's just great to see the growth, to see the guys taking empowerment and, you know, saying, oh, well, this year is going to be this and I'm going to do that. And knowing that they, they want to be involved with having a plan for it just as well as we do, which I think is important. And that was something that we had that state championship year at Aquinas where those guys want it to be just as involved as the coaches. And I think that's so, so powerful. Because, um, you know, just like I do, if it's just one person telling you what to do all the time, that's going to that's gonna grate on some ears sometimes. Some people not going to want to hear it. But when you can make it to where we're all doing this together, do you have input? Come on, what do you think about this? That just – it just makes it so much more magical, so much more better. And I think it fosters better leaders going forward.
0: Yeah, you're building ownership. It sounds like, man. This, I, I'm fired up right now listening to you, man. It sounds like you're doing a great job. Um, I can tell the excitement in your voice, man. Particularly coming into a new program. Um, hey, you sent me uh, your notebook on how teams win notebook, yes. um, and I absolutely love it, man. I love the detail in it because I'm one of those that, you know, I'm constantly studying the game. What's the, you know, what are some key points that can help? Out my program can you tell kind of tell the listener hey coaches this is matt smith the president and founder of united basketball clinics want to let you know about two great clinics we have going on later this year the Hoosier Gym Coaches Clinic, August 23rd and 24th at the Legendary Hoosier Gym in Knightstown, Indiana. Vance Wahlberg, Dave Love, Doug Porter, Mike Neighbors, John Kaufman, and more be sh- speaking that weekend. All sessions are on the floor with live demonstration. Also, we have the Peach State Coaches Clinic in Atlanta, Alpharetta, Georgia, September 28th. Hernando Pinnell, Charmin White, Gene Durden, Alan Whitehart, the staff from Georgia State University, and more. Please visit unitedbasketballclinics.com to register. Early bird pricing ends August first. That's unitedbasketballclinics.com. Same staff discount apply. I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, coach. Hey, hey continue coach. on. Yeah, yeah. Continue on with um your how teams win philosophy. Okay. I really love that you sent that to me, and um I thought that just it was just well put together. Kind of give us give us what you had in that. Give us your philosophy on that.
1: Okay, so first off, I'm also in a in a coaching group, uh, the Ramp coaching group, and I, I actually – I'm kicking myself now because I neglected to mention those guys, but Randy Sherman heads that up, and, you know, we talk a lot of basketball in there. And uh, Tim Brady actually uh, – he kind of shared this with everybody, and, you know, I took it and tweaked it a little bit. But it just basically boils basketball down into these four – these four uh, game moments, um, and I think as, as coaching, you don't even really think about this until it's put in front of you. But, you know, there's four moments in the game. You know, there's the attack when you're on half court, the defend when you're on defense in the half court, and then defend to attack, which is your transition from defense to offense, and then attack to defend, which is your transition to defense from offense moment. And when you can break it down and you can boil the game down into just those four moments, it really makes you so much more organized in how you want to construct those moments for your team which it, your your moments may look different than mine but what it does is it helps you construct a game model to to basically put in front of your kids it helps you teach them you know what you want in those moments so like if you're on offense and you're attacking you know and it has the the structure and positioning ball circulation player movement and timing and sequencing and so like if you're on offense of course you want to maximize space if you're for your structure and positioning for your ball circulation you want to open up gaps to attack and spread the defense and try to keep the the defense from pressuring the ball on player movement you always want to occupy the defense and help create multiple support options for the ball and then timing and sequence you want to construct and run your actions with timing and precision and all of that and I don't want to get too technical but just this kind of activity, it will help you know exactly what you want. And I think a lot of times, I know myself as a coach, before I got into that group, you know, sometimes you're on the side and you're excited and you want these things, but you don't know how to put it out in concrete, uh, in a concrete way. And like doing this, it helps you put it in a concrete way. It helps you give something to show to kids, uh, helps you give something to keep yourself accountable with as well. And it's just it's helped me become such a better basketball coach in everything and what I'm looking for in film. And, you know, what we're looking at is our key points of attack before a game, how we want to defend stuff, um, what drills go into these things. You know, before when I first got into coaching, I just see a drill and I say, man, that's cool. Let me use that. Right. Sure. You know, oh, I really love that play. And it didn't even have anything to do with our offense. We just run it because I seen it. You know, I seen it on TV and I was like, that's so cool. Let me do that. And (laughs) this helps takes away from that. It helps just get you focused on the things that you need. And I think that's something when you first come into coaching, I know myself personally. It's hard to focus. You're not focused on everything you should be focused on because you're focused on being good at everything. And this helps you narrow it down and focus on the things that you need to help you win games.
0: Yeah, and I love how, even though it's it's a simple two words, game model, I don't think we do enough of that as coaches really trying to teach the game. We we might know the game, but do the players understand it, right? I mean, don't you think?
1: I mean, we can talk all the mean, That's 100% it. We can talk and we get up. And so now, just doing that, being in that group, uh, meeting some of the great guys in there. Mike, Michael Lynch, uh, he's another great one uh, yeah. at Le- yeah. Leicester up in Massachusetts. Um, those guys have really, really, really helped me understand, like, you know, the way I was doing it before is, you know, it's coaching. You're there, you're around the kids, but it's so much anxiety and being a, a joystick coach and not having – everything boiled down to what it needs to be because you're just, you're worried about this. You're worried about that. You're worried about this. And with this, it just boils it down. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what we need to do. My players know exactly what we need to do. We do it every single day um, and we don't deviate from it. This is what we do. And it just helps. It helps with that so much.
0: Yeah. And Darren, tell me this. I don't think enough coaches have a system I really don't. I mean, I watch a lot of hoops. you got to have a system, right, and able to kind of teach less almost. You just kind of can be more focused on your teaching. I know it's exactly what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah, you got it. You have to have a system, not only just with, you know, as, 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 with this thing called life and just going through the process with this as well. You're only as good as your habits and systems. Um, You are only as good as that, whether it's if, if, hey, my system is I'm going to get up at five o'clock and do my reading and do everything to get myself going. You're only as good as your habits, your systems, because they're going to create your routines. And the better your routine is, the better off you'll be in life. And it's the same thing with basketball. You know, hey, these are our habits. We do this. Anytime we touch the floor, we're running. Uh, It doesn't matter if they score the ball. We're getting it out of the net as fast as we can. And we're trying to run it right back down their throat. We're trying to do all of, you know, all of these things all of that comes within a system. And I think also, you know, and I hear it a lot of times, you can hear it from some people and it's oh, well, you don't want to go there. He's got a system and it's going to take the ball out of your hand and it's going to do this. But honestly, all of the best in the elite, in my opinion, have some kind of system. They have some kind of system. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of wanting it to trickle down to more high school teams. But then on the flip side of that, I think, Learning and perfecting your system and your routines is hard. And this goes back to what, what I said in the beginning is a lot of people will choose comfort over, over uncomfortable and growth. A lot of people will choose comfort. And I think that is the reasoning why we don't have as many systems, especially in high school basketball. Because you got to look at yourself and say, hey, I'm not that good at this. I need to learn at this. And, you know, I need to do that. And for some people, that's difficult. It was difficult for me until I got the right type of people around me in my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do, do you look at, like, when you came to town, do you look at, okay, these are the type of players that I have, or did you come in there with a specific systematic plan on particularly offense and defense? I know that's the toughest thing for coaches. It's like, okay, this is what I love to teach, but then I, you might have totally different personnel. How do you do that?
1: So, um, when I got there now, they didn't win a lot last year, but I knew you know the freshman class we have coming in we have two kids six six, six, seven, uh two guards that are six four um really nice. good shooters I mean, we have a lot, <laughs> so in my mind, it was you know this is the whole program, but we're gonna try to teach everybody to play the right way, so the system that we have it's awesome, um you know we. We we emphasize moving the basketball a lot, finding the big advantage, uh, being ready to catch and shoot, being able to go off of that. So it wasn't a lot of here. Let's try to make it fit to these guys. Let's try to do that. Which I I don't think there's a problem with that as long as you're you're well informed and you know what you're doing. But the opposite was, hey, we'll keep this, we'll do these things, but for our big guys, we'll 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 add these post entries now versus doing it you know this way to adapt to them. So it's kind of a 50-50 thing uh, to just kind of do it that way. But the the biggest overall thing was here, we're doing our program from second all the way up to 12th grade. We have volunteers that will work with the elementary guys. Um, we have coaches in our feeder middle schools. And, of course, we're at the high school. And so this summer, I mean, we had fifth graders going to six, six going to seven, seven going to eight, and then our high schoolers all in the gym. And so, you know, I'm looking at this long term and saying, OK, when these sixth graders get to high school, they're going to know everything. They're going to know right. it because they're getting it right now. And, you know, of course, I kind of got that from Coach Durden. But then we talk about that a lot in our ramp group as well. Is just, you know, Randy, he always puts a hashtag out and the hashtag is never suck. And it's like, you know, if you focus on the guys out, you know, a lot of times and I, I was guilty of this as a, you know, my first couple of years coaching. I'm going to put all my energy into my best guys. And then my other guys, yeah, they'll be at practice and we'll work on them. And so, you know, they got me to realize that that's completely not a way you should build a program. Like you should almost spend more time on your second and third stringers than the one that's coming. So you can always have that next man up mentality uh, versus just saying, Hey, you know, we're going to run this for this guy and we're going to do this. And that's, I can go to sleep at night. And Now it's like, no, how are we serving everybody in the program? How are we making them better? How are we making them more empowered? Because that's just going to make us better in the long run.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love how you're going down to the ground level, man, and building that. I think all your great coaches do that. And, of course, Gene's one of the best, man. His breakfast club is is unbelievable. Have you established something? It sounds like you have established when you got all the kids in the gym. Tell me what you're doing with that with all the kids in the gym.
1: So the younger kids, they did everything but weights. They went to the track with us. Uh, we ran. And then, of course, it's just all skills. We did so much skills and teaching that it was great for them to be in there and getting a piece of that. So they were they were learning the perfect catch. They were learning how to start correctly, learning how to use a protection plan when they get in the finish and when they get in the paint versus uh, going off one. And, you know, you know, just like I do, going off one, you miss – a ton more than you do going off to and kind of having a plan when you get there um, and just taught them you know we're we're really on that age group the younger kids just keep the keeping their passion stoked and then making them realize how hard you have to play to play at the level we want at our program which is great because I think a lot of times when they're coming out of middle school they don't know you may be the best kid at middle school and we we have a few that'll be in ninth grade this year that that's kind of our struggle. It's just, Hey, man, you're so talented. You're so good. But if you don't start playing harder, you know, that's going to, it's going to be tough for you. You know, we, we kind of, that's a standard for us. We want to play as hard as we possibly can uh, when we're on the floor. And I think you, you seen that when we were at Aquinas, we, we that's kind of a big thing with me before we can even go into something. It's just, you got to do it at the adequate Uh, effort level first and then when we get the adequate effort levels down then we'll move on to the next thing
0: yeah and um, I I love what you're doing though with trying to get everybody to buy in and I'm sure you're trying to get your all your coaches at every level to buy in so everybody's kind of on the same aligned with the same philosophy right
1: yeah most definitely Um, we have coaches meetings uh, at least twice twice a month, um, guys will share their concerns. We'll we'll kind of talk about what we really want to hit on uh, for that month or for those next two weeks. And we'll go back. And even like with our younger guys this year, it'll be a thing of, you know, of course, elementary school, we don't want to bog them down. So we'll get them two times a month. Uh, but the greatest thing that I think that this will do is, you know, you're in education, just like I am, uh, especially in public education sometimes a lot of kids fall through the cracks. And so with ours, you know, every two weeks, we'll have a behavior sheet and we'll have a grade sheet. And so we can monitor those guys. And so if you have like some behavior problems or you have some grades, we can try to get you to resources and get you, you know, get you whole, you know, even as early as second grade. And I think that's going to be the biggest blessing to come out of it, even outside of the basketball part. I think the basketball part will take care of itself. But just teaching guys at a young age, you know, that has have aspirations of, hey, I want to go play college or I want to play at my high school, you know, these are things that you have to take care of as well. And in my, my years of coaching, especially coaching AAU and things of that nature, you may get kids and they don't care about the classroom and they don't care about behaving and you have to go and do that. And so the idea of it was, hey, let's get to these kids early enough to make them start caring and make them understand that, hey, man, like. If I take care of this stuff, the basketball part's going to be easy. So I'm very excited for that more than anything. Hey, coaches. This is Nick Bartlett with Dr. Dish Basketball, and you're listening to the Championship Vision Podcast with Coach Kevin Furtado. Make sure to check us out at drdishbasketball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at at Dr. Dish ball for daily basketball drills, tips, inspiration, and how we've revolutionized the basketball shooting machine over here at Dr. Dish. Also mention this podcast, and you will receive an exclusive discount on your next Doctor Dish purchase. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Hey, Darren. Hey, uh, hey. What I was asking was that was a great point you mentioned. I think players self-assess themselves harder than what we assess them on. Now, from my experience, I mean they'll grade oh. themselves pretty hard.
1: Yeah, they will, and they will. And I'm gonna tell you another thing that I've noticed they really appreciate getting the chance to self-assess themselves. I mean, just the the just even the model of education now, it's more of an adult telling them what they think they're doing. And I just don't think this generation that's how it is. That's not how you connect to kids now for a certain point. Yeah, some of it you have to lead it and guide them the right way. But I think a lot of times just because we're in such a an age where information and they can get to information whenever they want to and they can form opinions. I know some of the opinions these guys have and some of the ways that they think about things. I wasn't thinking like that when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. And, you know, it's just another point of like, let's just empower you to be self-aware as you possibly can.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think we have to kind of find out how are, how are the kids, how how can we get, to their level. And I think a lot of coaches don't have the humility to do that. I think as, I think nowadays you absolutely have to, right, Darren?
1: Yeah, you have to. It just it <laughs> won't work. You know, back when I played, it was just, hey, man, do this. And because I said <laughs> exactly. so, and I don't care if you think that you, <laughs> you may seem something different, like you're going to do it this way or you can get off the team. And I just don't think that that's where – We're going, and I and I also think that you know, I don't knock that because most people do what they know, but I'll just say, man, like I just really my belief with basketball is the goal is the basketball is the carrot, man. Get in here and teach these guys life skills, how to have conflict positively, how to self-assess themselves and be self-aware and actually understand how the things that they do affect the room and when you can do that as a basketball coach, because you, you know, just like I do a lot of times they don't want to hear it anywhere else, but you get them in that gym and it's something that they love and they like to do it and they can be amongst friends and they can be free and you can, you can put those, those kind of things into them. That's what it's all about. I think that's, to me, that's more than, you know, winning a state championship or winning a whole bunch of games. Like when you can get guys to like actually realize like, Hey man, you know, I need to be checking myself, I need to be, you know, being more humble, being nicer to people, being kinder, those things, I think, us as basketball coaches, and we don't, I know I didn't at the beginning of it, I didn't realize how much power you have uh, to affect kids' lives, even more so than a teacher a lot of times. Now, great teachers can do it as well, but like when you get those guys and you get them on a team, you can teach them so much stuff that's going to help them for the rest of their lives, good or bad, you know, the battle, the battle or harm them, but you can teach them so much good stuff that they can carry with them for the rest of their time on this earth. And I don't take that for granted at all.
0: Yeah. the, the They'll remember you for a long time. Hopefully it's all good things. And it sounds like what well, you're doing at Grovetown, man, you're having a great impact. Coach, I, I want you to give us some technology or resources that you're using as a coach that maybe one of the listeners can take home and get. Or is there something that you use as a coach, maybe a, an app or a book or something like that that you really value?
1: Well, my 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 things that I use the most, um, of course, I use Coach Cassio. He's a great resource. Uh, he has Courtside Consulting, um, my Ramp Group. Uh, with Radius Athletics, uh, those two are my, my go-tos. I, uh, I'm i often on basketball immersion, uh, getting stuff off of there. I just think Chris Oliver is like one of the greatest basketball minds that I've ever seen. Uh, and then books, uh, every year I'm always going to read Legacy by James Kerr. I mean, just the, mm-hmm. the culture and the way that they did it with the All Blacks have just really, really, really – made such an impact on my coaching. Uh, I'm always I always suggest Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, He's really, really helped me narrow down. Just reading that book has helped me narrow down like how much habits and routines uh, keep your life going. And then, of course, fast draw. I think every every basketball coach needs fast draw. Anytime I'm watching a game, I'll just sit sit with it on my tablet and I'll either doodle some stuff or I'm always scribbling stuff on there. Some of it I use, some of it I don't, but it also helps, you know, get our drill library uh, together and has has stuff to give to the kids. And then from there, with communication with our kids, we use that GroupMe app and we have a group chat. I have one for the parents and, you know, we we kind of keep ourselves going open communication back and forth on there. And I mean, from those, that's it. We also use our, you know, in the gym, uh, we'll use the Dr. Disc shooting machine, uh, use the Vertimax some, but those are just standard things. But th- those first things, I think, you know, ramp, courtside, consulting, um, basketball immersion, reading, just reading. And I read as much as I can. Like I always make it a goal of myself to try to read as close to 100 books as I can before the next basketball season. And so I'm just constantly reading, constantly reading, constantly taking notes, constantly reading, constantly taking notes. And I think, you know, I heard somebody tell me before, like those are like if you actually read a book actively and you take notes out of it, that's just as good as having a mentor in some ways because you can take the knowledge in it and then apply it to your life. And so just reading, reading, reading. I read so much right now. Yeah, those raise your game by Allen Stein.
0: Love it. That's a great book. Matter of fact, uh, I had Alan on a podcast. I want to get Chris Oliver on because um, I love Chris, man. His podcasts are unbelievable. I know you probably listen to his podcast as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. uh, he's got a bright mind, man. Um, Coach, thank you so much. It, it, I can kind of see why you have had so much success, man. You're constantly trying to get better. Uh, I'm looking forward to how you do at Growth town, man. I think you're going to build that program. It's going to get better and better and better. You're doing the right things over there. Can you uh, – if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do it?
1: Uh, you could reach out to me on Twitter at, uh, at Coach Doug Hoops. Um And from there – or you could also reach out to me at Darren Douglas, D-A-R-R-E-N Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, the number six at Yahoo.com. And uh, if anybody wanted to reach out, I love it. I love to talk basketball. I love to be around basketball. Like, it is it is the first love of my life outside of my mom, I guess. Um, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I just love this game. I love what the game can do for people. I love how the game brings people together. And, you know, if anybody want to drop me a line or just talk basketball, I'm always open.
0: And they can get that. I know you sent me your game model. They can, they can, you can, you can send that to them as well, right?
1: Yes. I can send it to them.
0: That'd be great. Coach, thanks for sharing the game, man. I appreciate it. And I wish you the best and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the clinic.
1: Okay. Thank you, coach. Thank you for having me on. Thanks
0: Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye. Coaches. I got an exciting announcement on September 14th, 2019, the legends on the Lake basketball coaching clinic. will be back. Um, We're really excited to host a great clinic this year. Uh, We will have the top coaches in the state of Georgia and around the country uh, attend our 2019 clinic here at Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. The clinic will go from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. We feel like we are the most unique coaches clinic in the country and that we will have a live demonstration team from Middle Georgia Prep School demonstrating all the on-court activities for the speakers. In addition, we'll have the best high school coaches from states like Georgia, Wisconsin, Alabama, Tennessee, Missouri, and New Jersey. We have speakers starting at 8 a.m., And we will have our last speaker at 3.45 p.m. We provide the coaches with a meal, snacks, shirt, everything they need in our beautiful new facility here at Lake Oconee Academy. You cannot go wrong. If you're interested in signing up for this clinic, I will give you a special deal. Please put a special code of legends And you email me at FurtadoK57 at gmail.com. I will give you a special discount if you come to our clinic. And also, I'll provide you any hotels that are close by the school. We're right off of I-20 here in Greensboro, Georgia. Looking forward to seeing all you coaches. Take care.